ever occurred to you what would happen to my future if I were to fail to live up to my responsibilities? Has that ever occurred to you? Has it? Stay away from me. Why? I just want to go back to my room. Why? Hello everyone and welcome to the seventh episode of the Crypt Keepers podcast. I'm joined by my, my main man, my partner in crime, my jefe, Dave Hornblower Greg. Alright Chad, how are you doing mate? I'm alright, I'm hard now that you're here with me Dave. What's happened to our Cooper? I thought he was going to be back this week. Well, what happened was he had a meeting in Pittsburgh and he went there to a meeting to see Cyrus and Cyrus got shot. And he had to run back all the way back to Coney Island. And on the way back, he stopped off in Tremont. And he was savagely beaten by the gang, formerly known as the Orphans. Did you just tell me the plot of the Warriors, Chad? No, I did not. Are you sure? Yes. He met a gang of skinheads that drove a bus and they gave him a lift to Tremont. So that's not a lie. Oh, I I, I see. I hope he's okay. Is he he definitely dead? Yes, the... uh, the orphans posted a picture on Instagram of hashtag I did it for the lulls. So that's how you know something's got serious <laughs> when it's on Instagram. Yes. You know I love me and Instagram. <laughs> Deathstagram, it's called. Deathstagram. Uh, yeah. So right, last week we spoke about urban legends. We're going to touch a bit more on that. Um, we also touched again on more serial killer things. Are you born that way? To be honest, with you, I think that's done with now. Though I think, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, what else did we speak about last week? Well, more ghosts and ghoulies, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Uh, what also we want to say is, people, uh, Cooper's actually taking a bit of time off the podcast. So uh, starting from next week, it'll be me, Dave, and Jason, Splodge Jones, because he's cool. And, yeah, Cooper will be back with us when, whenever he's out of the uh, morgue. So Yeah. It's, it's difficult work being reanimated. Yeah. Yeah, Jeffrey Combs makes easy, Herbert West makes easy play out of it though, doesn't he? It looks good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll just do this, we'll just put, inject this into you and you'll be fine, that is not how it goes. Oh, right, before, yeah, Coop, we start, and uh, I called you Cooper, you're not even Cooper, are you, Dave? Because <laughs> Cooper is getting reanimated, Dave. Um, I'm gonna, I just had a haul from HMV this, this time of eve. He witnessed this, and I just want to tell you and the lovely people on our podcast what what I scored today. So I'll start off with um, Roger Cormans, as I believe, um, the Pit and the Pendulum starring Vincent Price, the pit and the pendulum. I like that. which is uh, I think it's either like late sixties or like late fifties. Yeah. So yeah, that's Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe. Um, and then we've got a film I haven't watched, Let Us Pray. That looks really good. That looks like Brian O'Malley directed about the Onion Knights in it, so you know you got yeah. So that looks quite cool. You like the look of that, don't you? Anything that's got like angels and demons in there. Right, and the next film is you quite surprised when I told this, but Elijah Woods, yes, Frodo from Lord of the Rings, owns like a production company in horror, and I've been reading, and he's done a, a lot of horror movies lately. Well, you know the production of him. And I got, um, it's, it's either Israeli or Iranian, sorry, um, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. It's black and white, shot in black and white, and it's about vampires, as I believe. You don't see a lot of that anymore. You don't see like, films shot in black and white. 
It's cool. It's very noir, isn't it? As, uh, and I got an awful movie that I didn't like, but I brought it because it was it was five for twenty or yeah, not. Um, I got the gallows, and it's not the band; it's the film. So it it's just, it could have been better. Um, film groups like uh, the the hangman play, a guy gets accidentally killed, hung, obviously, and uh, they go there and investigate. Well, I say investigating. Make the synopsis was not bad. I can't really remember it because I watched it when it first came out. But anyway, they get chased after by the hangman, which is meant to be this lad who died when he got hung, and it's all just mess. It's like a goosebump story. Yeah, and I've actually got a film that our Jason recommended to me, and I'm looking well forward to it. Black Mountain. It like yeah, it looked very much like the thing. It made me very happy watching the trailer because I thought I said Alex, my girlfriend Alex, guys said, "Is that the thing?" And I was like, "No." And then she was like, "It looks like it." I was like, "Black Mountain, lad." That's what I said to her. And then I've got a film. I only brought because David Bowie was in it. I got The Hunger, and it's got Susan Sarandon in it as well about vampires. It's Not about not about vampires. It is technically, but like if if you I read the blurb before and it says this is a like you won't hear the word vampire in this film. So, so I think basically it's taken the vampire mythos and it's not done it. They drink blood the pointy they're teeth. Vampires. They're vampires, yeah. <laughs> and I got a little gem of a movie. I really liked it, but Jason didn't. Some kind of hate. I really liked the uh, the. It's about people going to you know like a camp. You know if you harm yeah. yourself. You go to this camp and they sort of like, you know, self-esteem boost. But a girl got, like, bullied into killing herself a few years ago. And she comes back as a ghost. And however she hurts herself as a ghost, the person she's looking at dies that way. So she, like, cuts her wrist with a piece of glass. The person's wrist will just split open like a voodoo doll, basically. It's really fucked up, but good at the same time. Yeah, pretty well. She's a ghost, so no. <laughs> and this, this is a gem, and I recommend this to everyone but not at the same time because it's a little dark. The Girl Next Door. It's based on a true story, and I'm not going to give you the synopsis. It's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. And I got this because I really want to watch it. And we're actually meeting the main woman who's in this, Caroline Monroe. It's Slaughter High from 1989, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and that's an Arrows video. Little cheeky DVD, that. Because Arrow Video do well good releases. We watched the trailer for that before, and Oozes out of it. Over, like the, the voiceover it was so eighties. Like you know when you you watching the, like a trailer for a film, and you're thinking that that voiceover just does not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. There's one bit where there's a guy getting hanged, and he's like, "Ronnie wants you to hang out with him," and he's getting hanged, and we were just cringing, weren't we? It was so bad, but good. Bad but good. Bad but good. Everyone knows that there is such a thing as bad but good. So so bad, it's good. Yes. So um. We'd, I'd just like to say, obviously, you know, we say this a lot, but it does mean, you know, it does means a great deal to us if you could share the podcast, guys. Once you've listened to it, get involved. Tell us your opinions on things we've said. If you've seen any of the films or read any of the books or anything that's mentioned in the show, you let us know. Get on, over on the page. We've had a few, a bit more interaction. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, from uh, Scott, Scott yeah. who comes in the shop, Dave tattooed him, and uh, yeah, he he's been messaging about. Ghosts, aliens, all sorts. Rob Zombie. Yeah, that's about you know, what people thought of Rob Zombie <coughs> director the other day. And we had uh, Faye, Faye O'Brien, I think, because that's yeah. the last name. She commented as well. So that was that was quite cool, guys. We like we like to see that. And yeah, me and Dave are still planning on going to some spooky places, but 
we're just trying to well we've got well i've got a business to run and we've got family so we'll try and get around to that as soon as we can and we're also going to be start doing reviewing tattoo product products on our youtube page yeah. so i know it's not for any horror fans but if anyone's interested on like what's the best aftercare to use on your tattoos definitely watch our channel because it'll be worth it guys so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to do some horror stuff on there. Obviously, yeah. I might do a um, like my DVD haul on on video if everyone's interested in that. I'll give a little cheeky synopsis to each movie and show you the covers and the releases that I've got. So yeah, so we'll we'll, uh, we'll, we'll move on to some of the things. Well, before we go on to oh, go on. the rest of the cast, I think maybe should we have our recommendations? Oh, go, I'll let you go first. So this week, I would like to recommend. Do I dare ask what's the synopsis? Because the book's about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I know I know of it. I've never read that. I've seen the movie though. Yeah. Obviously. I've seen every Frankenstein movie. Yeah. So for those of you that have watched it, uh, there is one film that's really quite close to it. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Robert De Niro. I know, yeah, you should have seen his little face. It was like a kid opening the present at Christmas. And now that I've been told it, I can totally see that. But that, that is really quite faithful. I really like that version. Um, obviously, you've got the classic, Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff. He's arguably the greatest. But, though, Boris Karloff is also the mummy, so it's a bit of a cop-out. He's just a creature actor. Isn't yeah. He? It's kind of like Andy Serkis is these days. Yeah, so. true. Yeah. The book is also, depending on who you speak to, arguably the first science fiction novel because of its use and depiction of. Well, is it not classed as horror then? Or is it classed science fiction and science fiction? Yeah. Um, depending on who you talk to, it's horror and sci fi. I heard Pat Sharp rates it horror. Yeah, Pat Sharp does. Um, His mullet says it's science fiction yeah, though. It's they it's fight a lot about it. They fight a lot about it. <laughs> Bless the father, the son, and the holy Pat Sharp. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, honestly, it's a fantastic read. It's it's quite easy to read. Uh, you know, it's it's not like a lot of the older books. Like uh, if you read like Dracula, you get that Grand Stoker well it's like that old saying a child could have written this well they did <laughs> kind yeah, of thing she was, she was a child but it's honestly a fantastic read and if you're, if you're into horror and things it's, it's a good starting place because it's not overly graphic it, it, it can be and, and it, you can see the parallels between Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster also known as Prometheus Prometheus, Prometheus. Uh, honestly fantastic I, I recommend it. I'd give that Four Yorkshiremen out of five. Four Yorkshiremen. I won't go for five because it's not big enough. I'd like, I'd have liked it to be a weightier, like a heftier read. Like you could have bludgeoned someone to death of it. Like the Bible, that's a good bludgeoning tool, isn't it? Exactly. It's thick and you know it's weighty. 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 Right. Okay. I think right, and this is just because it's the bomb. I'm gonna go for Toxic Avenger. Toxy. Toxic, old Melvin himself. 
film. It's a great film, and I, I, try, I tried to get Alex to watch it the other day, but I, it's so low budget, it's got a specific taste, hasn't it? But I think it's a prime example of what we were speaking about a few casts ago, that budget isn't Yeah, everything. money's not everything. Money isn't everything. Because, like, I, I think there's four Toxic Avengers, or five, maybe, and I'm pretty sure I've seen them all. But, yeah, they're all equal. Well, not equal, because the first one's always going to be the best. But, no, I like them all, and all of them are low budget, as you can get, really. You know what I mean? They're all brilliant, and they, they're funny. They're, they're even sad sometimes. You pull at your heartstring, yeah. you know, when, like, Melvin's getting bullied in the first one. Yeah. And, like, he jumps into that battle of acid. You just think, oh, tight, tight, you know what I mean? And, and you, it makes you feel sick sometimes, like in the first one, where the the um, the guys run over that kid, and then they reverse back onto his head. You're like, oh, my God. And it's a game to him. They're doing it for, like, points, yeah. like Death Race, which... Reminds me that Jason got us a signed Roger Corman death race poster. Yes, he did. Uh, So, yeah, and and this is just because Lloyd Kaufman's the bomb. Troma is the bomb. And the Toxic Avenger is the bomb. Five Yorkshiremen out of five. That's high praise. That's high praise. Because it has five Yorkshiremen out of five, that means that you can watch Toxic Avenger anytime and you should find something you like. It is a good The first time I watched it, I think it was... On the sci-fi channel. It's the first time I watched it. Properly, back in the day. Yeah, me and Dave talked about it the other day because sci-fi spell it S-Y-F-I now. Is it S-Y-F-Y? Yeah, uh, yeah, sorry, that's what I mean. And me and Dave, yeah, me and Dave just want sci-fi to go back to the way they used to spell it because it makes no sense now. I don't understand the change. I'm sure if we read into it that they'd tell us. But Maybe there's some to... legal reasons over the word. It's everything. <laughs> Try and name, name someone on a line. Isn't yeah. So they 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 still kept it as sci-fi, but spell it how an illiterate child would. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. How you start spelling things? You know, before people yeah. tell you how to, you spell them how you think they sound. <laughs> how does it sound? S I F I. So they're not even spelled like an illiterate child. Yeah, yeah. Child, they go S I F I. That's what I mean. Yeah. So basically, they've spelt it. They might as well just chuck like, four letters on the table, man. Oh, there you go. We got. Yeah, they were eating alphabet spaghetti. Yeah, they dropped on his top. Oh my god, we've got a name, guys. That's it. That's so yeah, right. We're getting off. We're getting off course here. So we spoke about urban legends last week. We spoke about the person, the person on the back seat. You've got this Russian sleep, uh, yeah. sleep experiment, and what was the other one we spoke about? Local, local uh, legends, urban legends, yeah. Right, so I've been booking up on my research since last week, our Dave, and I found out a, a few more because you've got, um, like, obviously you've got like the lo- the lovers one, like, you know, you've got the boy and the girl, they're on the mountain, and the little smooch, they're gonna go all the way. It looks that way, and then so all of a sudden the radio just comes on, ironically, and there's this. Madman who's escaped from the mental institute and he's killed several people, but he just so happens to have a hook for a hand while he's in the mental institute and he escapes with a hook in his hand. So what happens is 
the boy sees his arse a bit, speeds away because the girl doesn't want to be there anymore. Obviously frightened because she thinks this killer's going to get her. So they get home and he goes to get, obviously being the gentleman he is because he's just tried to pork this young lady. He gets out, um, I can't believe I just said pork, to be honest with you. He tried to have sex with this young girl and he goes to open the door for it and he gets this out and there's a bloody hook in the door. Crazy. Crazy. And I just think, that's another one that's plausible because you think he could be reaching up for it and they just drive away. And Well, sorry, it goes even gruesome if you go into it deeper. Like, they rip the hook out of his socket. It was, like, tied on and there's still, like, bone and blood fragment on the arm. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, not, not the most plausible thing in the world. No. However, the whole... Exactly, that, that's just asking for him to escape. escape. Yeah, like, maybe, like, finding, like, him or something, like, maybe finding that they've accidentally run him over, things like that, I could believe. Yeah. yeah. The hook, not even the fact that the hook hand is attached to the car door, the fact that it, he had that in an estate asylum. Yeah, that's, that's the mentalist thing now. No, you don't trust them people with anything, really. Mm-hmm. Spoons. Right, because also another thing, I've been running up the true story behind these things. So I thought this would be interesting to tell you. I've got two things. Like, I've got the backstory on where this one came from, and I've got the backstory of where the Candyman came from. So I'll get into the Candyman in a minute for you. Right, so the hook in the door came from. Have you ever seen a movie which is 1976? Came out two years before Halloween. It's like meant to be like the first slasher. It's called The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Right, they remade it a couple of years ago, right, okay. And it's based on that. Texarkana, there's um, loads of young teenagers being murdered by a bloke and a burlap sack on his head. They call him the Phantom, and apparently that's where it comes from, because at that time that that sort of came about, everyone was frightened of this bloke who was just killing, like, teens who were on, like, Lover's Lane, you know what I mean? Having a little smooch, as you do. And he's, he's come up behind him and he'd shoot him and stuff like that. But obviously this bloke... They've never caught the bloke, by the way, as you can tell by the end of the movie, because that, that pan shot where they go to his feet and they go... They, some say the Phantom was uh, sent to prison or something like that for another crime, but some people say he still roams the streets of Texarkana. One of the best shots ever, man. It's so cool. But... It, he still could be roaming the streets of Texas. Well, I'm saying that you think the murders happened in like the 50s, so he'd be an old man. He would be, like, if not dead, really. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's it's scary though. You think because he killed like six, seven people. Is this is it not around the same time that the Zodiac killings happened as well? Did the Zodiac killings happen that early? I thought yeah, that was like the 80s. Was it not? No. They Mmm, interesting. There was a lot going on around that time, and uh, the Zodiac Killer, like he became like attributed to loads of killings. Right. Not not as many as prolific as the original. Right. And like not with his like codes and stuff. But yeah, I think it was about the same time. So everyone will have been afraid of like just a random. Yeah. Because people thought one some of the descriptions of the Zodiac Killer that people did have were that he was wearing burlap sacks on his head. Ooh, I thought you had a I thought you had a black hood like. Crazy though, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, so it's just mad, like how those two things are like. Well, we'll say that because obviously, like that's going on at the same time. Yeah, like those two things spawned an urban legend that yeah. now in 2016, me and you were sitting here talking about. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy, man. Right, I'll get onto Candyman as well now. Right, everyone knows the story about Candyman. You say his name in the mirror, 
by candle, candlelight. He appears there, and he normally rips it apart with his hook. Yeah, that's that. So this is an urban legend where it's you saying his name yeah. three times in the mirror. You die. Yeah. Not someone else. He doesn't. He, he, he guts. He guts you with his hook because when he was a slave back in those days when that kind of thing happened. He was sleeping with a rich man's wife, so they hunted him down, cut, cut his hand off, rammed a hook in the socket, covered him in honey, and the bees stung him to death. Yeah. And sort of like as revenge, if you ever say the candy man, he appears in the mirror and guts you. And Well, in the movie, he guts the boyfriend downstairs at the beginning, which I never got because he wasn't in the room, was he? Yeah, so, right, the, the, the story behind the urban legend of Candyman is nothing like that. Right, in the early 80s, a, a man called, oh, what's his name? Right, there was hysteria about people were tampering with kids' candy. There was, there was laced with poison, those syringes, razor blades in the candy. That wasn't the case because there's no recorded cases apart from this one This uh, up until this point that this, right. this thing happened that I'll tell you about now that spawned the candy man. Right. A bloke whose name is, I think it's Richard O'Brien. Don't hold me to I know his last name is O'Brien, but I'm not sure his first name's Richard. He basically, uh, his, his son, his daughter, and three neighbourhood kids were at his house, and uh, they've just been trick-or-treating. And he gives them all a pixie stick each, but they're all hard, so he rolls them up in his hand, obviously to break it up because it's sheer bit, isn't it? A pixie stick is a sheer bit stick, so all his Brit- British folk. Uh, um, and he gives all of his kids one. So the his oldest son, Billy, I think his name was, next his pixie stick, and all the other kids just sort of like take a bit. So about two minutes later, little Billy's on the floor foaming at the mouth, dies because the pixie stick had cyanide in it. Right, so... They go through all this thing, trying to find out who done it. They come, Billy's died, obviously. And the other kids are, like, really ill, obviously because they've had a bit of cyanide. And they're, they're, um, they're, like, treated, they're fine. So there's a big funeral, like, the father does, like, a big speech saying how he's disgusted and he'll find out who's done this to his son. And so it's all in the newspaper. I've seen the articles and everything. And uh, they, they take him around the neighbourhood. The dad, they're like, because obviously he went trick-or-treating with him, obviously being kids. And he's like, where did you get the pixie sticks from? So he, he points out this guy, can't remember his name. Well, the story is that that's not true. He took out a massive life insurance on all of his kids, and he was the one who laced it with cyanide. And he got the nickname Candyman because he ruined Halloween. So that's where the urban legend of the Candyman comes from. Wow, crazy. Crazy. And then, obviously, Hollywood got hold of it. Yeah. Changed it completely because it's just mental how some source material like that turns into the Clive Barker, Tony Todd, Candyman that we know today. Because yeah. I've not mentioned hooks or anything and or bees in that story, have I? It's crazy. But an excellent series. An excellent. The second ones have been acquired. Uh, there's here's a third one that I haven't seen. I'm sure. Yeah, I've never seen the bollocks. Yeah. Still, it, it keeps that slasher vague. That, that's got to be a four Yorkshireman out of five, hasn't it? That's got to be a four Yorkshireman out of five. He is, he's such a good actor. It's just not over the top. No. I mean, obviously, he's got that supernatural element, so you're allowed a little bit. But I mean, like, for, it, it sticks to that premise, it doesn't get crazy. Right. I, that's what I like. Yeah, definitely. 
and that's how uh, you, you know uh, I appreciate that kind of horror more. Yeah, I, I definitely. Don't mind, I don't mind like monsters things like that, but I'm not into overly gory or like unnecessary. I don't I don't like unnecessary. I am. Stuff. I know you are. Yeah, you're crazy. Which reminds me, I brought Livid. The French film that we've uh, been on about a couple of times by the same person that directed Inside, the French yeah. horror film, Interior. Um, and I brought Livid, so me and I'm going to watch that. I'm going to do a cheeky review. Or as the French would say, Livid. No? Livid. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't really. Yeah, that's all. The only two I could find that had like these like the solid backstories of where they've come from. That's it. So they're not even like, well, they are urban legends, obviously, what we talk about. Yeah. But and I think that's what happens with a lot of them. A lot of them, it's got to be. It, you know, it's they, people don't invent these things. Well, obviously people have got great imagination, yeah. but they don't always invent it completely. They do hear it from someone. Don't yeah, they? it's got to come from somewhere. There's always yeah. the base source material in there that you've got to. That's excellent. I think that's great. Like, yeah, mum. Yeah, but, yeah. obviously up until that point now, which I always thought was mental that everyone in America apparently was talking about it. There was like things on the news. There was even a hospital in America that would x-ray your candy before you ate it to make sure there was nothing in it. Sorry, wait a minute. Um, so they want you, they said to you, we will put your sweets in a machine that pumps the yep. radiation everywhere and then they were going to give the sweets back yep. them. Yeah, that's safe. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I said that. that but it's safe. just it's just crazy how like like I just said then, like how that source material, the father murdering his son with yeah. cyanide candy, turns into a slave who had his hand cut off and now's a vengeful demon spirit person that guts people. Once again, he has his hand cut off and then someone forces a hook. Why have they forced a hook onto his hand? It, I, I'm not sure. Was it? Was he a f- no? I'm sure. Was he a fish fisherman or something? I don't know. But like, I'm not too sure on the story. Knowing they're killing him. So yeah. Again, it's just like they're just asking to create a demon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like they want to be gutted by this yeah. man in the afterlife. Like they want that to happen. Yeah, yeah man. That's crazy. That yeah, definitely. Like it's like urban legends. Just some of them are mad though. Like some of the urban legends I've read, like Bloody Mary. That's that's more or less the same thing. As Pretty much. It's like it's like the the the. Uh, Poundland uh, DVD the bin, yeah. The, I'm, I'm not sure if it's British, is it? I don't know, I heard it as a kid. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah. See, I, I was just, like, heard of them. Like, I never, like, heard of anyone doing them. Yeah, yeah, we, we all thought, yeah, I went away to a, a, a camp thing for a weekend. With my Bible son. camp. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely me and Bible camp. No, but seriously, that, and <coughs> just, oh, yeah, say Bloody Mary in the mirror three times and she'll appear. I didn't know what would happen if you, you know, she did. But I did it. No, no one came. I'm very upset. Bloody Mary, if you're listening, <laughs> you haven't called, you haven't sent any flowers, I'm upset. I've said your name many times. You were meant to meet me for a date, man. Oh, my God. But I was reading another one that, like, I, I looked for ages at some, uh, sorry, um, like, trying to find the source material of where it come from. And I couldn't, I always thought this was like a really creepy one and I'd love to, if anyone knows sort of where it came from, what country it originated in, I'd tell us because that'd make me happy. But basically it's the Dog's Lick 2 urban legend. Have you heard about this one? Yeah. Right. It's where like a woman comes out upstairs, her dog always sleeps 
by her bed kind of thing, like under her bed. She doesn't bother turning light on. She's tired, bless her. She's had a busy day at day work. She's come back late. She jumps into bed. She puts her hand down to go stroke the dog. She can't feel him, but the dog licks her hand. Yeah. And she goes to sleep. Well, she gets up in the morning. She's looking for the dog. She's like, Rover, Rover, where are you, son? Can't find her. Uh, she goes into the bathroom, and the dog's gutted in the bath, dead, uh, obviously. And on, on the mirror in the dog's blood is, uh, humans can lick too, innit? Yeah. That's what it says. Sorry, humans can lick too, not dogs can lick yeah. too. And I thought, that'd be fucking gnarly. <laughs> Mind the language, people, if there's any underage yeah, listening. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying, that'd be pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. No, not sweet, obviously. But, yeah, it makes you wonder where that's coming yeah, from. Yeah, I just think, has someone done that? Like, has this happened? Like, what are the chances of someone going in and murdering your animal and not you? That's what I mean. Well, I, that that gives me the thing, is like, is he, yeah, is he a dog serial killer? A dairy killer? No, no. <laughs> he's from Yorkshire and he's funny. But no, yeah, like no, I, I like it. Like, it's crazy though. Like, mm, Could you imagine though, like how violated you'd feel in the morning knowing that this man, maybe that's it. Yeah, who's broke into your house, murdered your favourite animal, has just simply licked your hand, then scrolled something on the fucking bathroom window and left. Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Yeah. A, a big Pentagram, wasn't it? Yeah, he yeah, done. Well, uh, like, but a biggest part of his thing was that to make other people feel violated that he'd broken into people's yeah. houses and done that. It wasn't, wasn't taking people from the street. No. Breaking into their house and doing... Like, he was coming to them, they weren't sort of coming yeah, to exactly. him. So, like, it was like a double threat, so any partners and stuff that were left alive... He would feel more violated. He's an evil man. I read about Richard Ramirez. He's died now. He had lung cancer, then he died. That he, obviously, he was a big, like, into Satan and that one. He was huge into Satan. Yeah. He believed, and this was this is true from what I've read, sorry, um, that he'd go check a door on a house, and if that door was open, that was Satan's way of telling him he wanted them to kill that family. That's crazy. So if he'd go up to the back door, and if the back door's unlocked, and bear in mind, back in these days, it wasn't too bad, you know what I mean, to leave the door open, because yeah. he used to go to, like, sort of, like, more privileged neighbourhoods. Yeah, yeah, and, like, so he, he'd go there, he'd open, and if the door was open, that was his, he, like, he thought, like, Satan wants me to kill these, and he'd go and, like, murder, well, obviously murder him kind of thing, yeah. which I just think is, like, I'm so glad I lock all my doors at night. Because just if people can think like that, that's like walking past someone's house, like accidentally kicking over their gnome and going, Satan wants me to bludgeon them to death. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I've just stepped on their rose bush. They want to stab him. That's what they need. Yeah. It's just fucking crazy. Like he's already broken into their garden. Yeah. To their back door. Like, did Satan make him do that? Did yeah. Like he's like a really shitty salesman. Dicky Ramirez. <laughs> Dicky, you only say that because he's not alive now. Yeah, no. <laughs> you'll go home tonight. You hear your door go like, and you'd be like, "Oh, he's back." <laughs> It'll be me, just me like that. Satan wants me to kill you. No, so yeah, I just thought that that was very strange. Yeah, and yeah. Bless him. Bless him. <laughs> I just think, the yeah, but I just think he's <laughs> fucking nuts, isn't he? You know yeah. what I mean? It's just. Have you seen the film with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal? I haven't. I don't know. Is he? Does he play Richard Ramirez? No, he he's not. 
But isn't Richard Ramirez um no like uh sorry, uh what's Latino? No, Richard Ramirez Latino. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Jake Jake Gyllenhaal is is a pasty man. Keep going, don't be afraid, lad, because that's bad casting if they have, because they should have done, like, I don't know. He was a good... Uh, Al Pacino, I know he's Italian, but he pulls off a good Puerto Rican, doesn't he, like in Scarface. I know that, um, what's his name, Jeremy Rayner plays Jeffy, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, doesn't he? Oh, yes. He does Jeffrey Dahmer, which is, which is really cool. Did you know Jeffrey Dahmer worked in a chocolate factory? No, I didn't. That yes. He worked at a chocolate factory. Which is very strange. Um, Ted Bundy was a university student, wasn't he? Yeah. Out of law. How ironic. Law, yeah. <laughs> the bloke bludgeoned 33 women to death, raped all of them, and he studied law. That's just. That's mental. I just don't know uh, what these people think. But, but like, like Peter Sutcliffe, it would have been worse if he was a carpenter, you know, because of the hammer. But he wasn't. He was a truck driver. It wasn't as ironic. <laughs> No, you're right, though. You're all right. <laughs> yeah. Like, like if Dennis Nielsen was a plumber, because he used to melt him down into his sink, didn't he? He wasn't. He, I'm, I'm pretty sure, wasn't he like a cashier at a bank or something, Dennis Nielsen? I don't know, mate. Yeah, something like that. He he was weird, Dennis Nielsen, I'm bless him. I'm wrong. It, it wasn't... It wasn't... Uh, it wasn't... It was it? It's Brett Lobby. Does he look Latino? No, but... Oh, Jesus, he doesn't he look do, Latino. He look like yeah, he, he looks more like Jake Gyllenhaal than Jake Gyllenhaal does. Yeah. God damn it, Dave. I don't know why I thought of that. I think it's because Jake Gyllenhaal did that film called, like, The Night... Nightcrawler, he done. Yeah. <laughs> That's about a TV reporter. Yeah, <laughs> good film, though, good film. Adam made me watch it. I went around for a couple of beers, and Adam made me watch a film. I was just like, fucking hell, man. Um, you know, obviously you know John Wayne Gacy. Don't know him personally, because Pogo the Clown yeah. murdered, murdered some kids, young man. Be um, a manager of KFC. Yeah, he owned his own chain, didn't he? Yeah. He met the first lady. That's how well his chain's done. Yeah, there's a picture of him with. Uh, I'm, who was it? I think it was it's Jimmy Carter. He was the president, wasn't he? I'm sure it was his wife. Yeah, it's a cra- cra- criminal. It's crazy, that, isn't it? Um, but you know, he played him in the movie Gacy, and I always chuckle at this because I remember him on the, uh, just on the well, two roles I remember him from. Sorry, but you'll remember, probably remember him more for this one. Do you remember the fat guy from Teen Wolf? Yes, I do. He plays John Wayne Gacy. What the, the dad from Teen Wolf? No, no, the the fat mate. He was in Leprechaun as well. Oh yeah. Yes. He's no, John Wayne Gacy, no, and it ju- it just ruins it to me because all I just uh, every time I see him, I just think <laughs> Michael J. Fox is going to pat his belly in the middle of a <laughs> basketball game as a wolf. You know what I mean? I just think fucking hell. That that reminds me of um, you know the new advert for Halloween. That the little have you seen it? The little werewolf family. No. So it's quite a good little advert. So it's the, the family of werewolves, and the kids saying, "I don't want to be a werewolf for Halloween." So they go off to Asda or Sainsbury's, <laughs> whichever supermarket is that's advertising this, and he chooses all the little Halloween outfits and decides to do a, a mashup of his own. But they've done them, the werewolves, like the Teen Wolf werewolves. Right. Which I think is fantastic. I really yeah, yeah. Like that because it's like, it's like a harmless werewolf, the way I Yeah, yeah. I re- they don't crave blood kind of thing, do they? I only ever seen the first one. The oh, no, the second one's the one with, like, he does, like, a drama class, doesn't he? Boxing. Yeah, but he, oh, yeah, 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 he's in the drama class, isn't he? Yeah, it's obviously he's got the 
the sport element too. Yeah. Well, good job. Yeah. Have you seen the program yet? There's a program. Well, Apparently it's very good. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, it's it's so on a few seasons, isn't they're, it? They're some of my like guilty pleasures. I, I would watch Team Wolf. If I got home tonight now and Team Wolf on. Team Wolf isn't a guilty like, pleasure. It's a fucking well good film. Yeah, it is. That's not guilty. That's like going. was the bomb. Yeah. What's happened to him now? He's got Parkinson's, hasn't he? I know, but I, I just feel like they could get him to do some things. Like, I don't know. He, he's great. Yeah? Yeah. I, I love that man. Yeah, he was good. Ish. Don't what? Don't ish me. I'm not a Back to the Future fan. No, neither am I. Oh, that's good, Dan. Yeah, there we go. We've that's got good, Dan. Open. Yeah. Yes, the rest of the world may hate us now, but I, I think it's boring. Yeah, I, I, especially the third one. What the fuck? Why are they in cowboy times? What the fuck is that like? Who knows, Chad? Who knows? Yeah, that was just stupid. But yeah, I agree with you. He was a good actor, bless him. Yeah, he, was good. he was in that one with James Woods where he's trying to be a cop in a movie, so he goes around with him. That was a good movie. Can never remember the name of it, though. Yeah, that was a good film. Ooh, Peace Candy. Sorry, James Woods. You always got to do it. You always I, see, that reminds me. James Woods in Mystery Men. <laughs> Mystery Men? The what? Mystery Men with Ben Stiller. He's not in that. Yes, he is. No, he's, he's not. No, he's not. Jeffrey Rush is the bad guy with a nail. Is he, is he James Woods? No, it's Jeffrey Rush. Is it Jeffrey Rush? I think you might be right. Damn it. No, no don't come I'm, around here. I'm, I'm forgetting. I'm, I'm, I'm James Woods. Was in John Carpenter's va- no, not John Carpenter. Was it John Carpenter? Vampires? Vampires? Was it John Carpenter? Yeah, yeah. yeah he was in that with him. Um, one of the lesser-known Baldwin's. I think it was a Billy. Was it Billy Baldwin? Yeah. Billy Baldwin. Billy Baldwin. I like Baldwin. So can you name all the Baldwin's? No. Name them all. Alec. Billy, Michelle, Karen, and Dave. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It upsets me that I don't know. Go on, what are you going to say, Lam? So he's in, yeah, he's in Vampires. I'm just trying to see. He was in Once Upon a Time in America, um, Casino. Um, what else was James Woods in? He was in loads. Oh, Videodrome. Videodrome. David Cronenberg. That was a beast film. Straw Dogs. He was in the remake of Straw Dogs. That's, that's what I've seen him in quite recently. Oh, right, no. Have you seen that yet, have you? Um, no. No, good. It's got the guy who plays uh, Cyclops from the X-Men films. Isn't that film a tad rapey? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of, it's like a watered-down version of Spit on Your Grave. Right, Much okay. Much more watered-down Yeah. Version. It's not the same kind of thing at all, but it, it kind of... Right. Of so what's the synopsis, Dave? So they return to... Um, the guy and his missus return to her backwater town, and, like, there's this, like, lad there who meets this, like, monkey in high school. Right. That really still wants to bone her, and... Like they kind of just like, say pork. Just say what we're all yeah, thinking. Pork, uh, <laughs> and like um, they like make some enemies. Like he ends up kind of making enemies with him. Right. And, but the guy's a bit rapey, yeah. And what the the lads who knew when she was younger a bit rapey. Yeah, and, but he's a bit like a bit of a, a city slicker and a bit like wimpy. Right. So he, he just doesn't want to do anything. So who's Cyclops in it? Is he a rapey? No, no. He's he's the he's the main guy. Right. Him and, and the, the, the woman. It's it's a good film. It's Does he uh, get raped? No. That's all right, then. <laughs> yeah. No. He takes his glasses off. Oh. Imagine if it was a reverse Cyclops and he had the beam coming out his bum. That would be that would be epic. Straw Dogs. <laughs> <That'd be ridiculous>. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine it? It'd be great. It'd be called Arseclops. That's what you'd call him, wouldn't it? Arseclops. Arseclops. Fifty baby cobras. Fifty baby cobras escape from Chinese Zoo. Uh, Dave pronouncing things is one of the funniest things ever. 
I just, some, you know, sometimes I just like to change things up a little bit. 50 baby cobras. Not 50 baby cobras. Not cobras. 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 What did you say before? That was hilarious. What's, um, what, do you know what Instagram's good for? <laughs> Pictures. Pictures. That's what he said. Like, stating the obvious, the one thing Instagram's for. That isn't what I said, though, but I was trying to say something else. And then I got, I got way <laughs> along the way. No, but um, what I was going to say, I completely off track. Mystery men. I didn't realise. Yeah, no, you're right. It's the more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, that's definitely not James Woods, is it? Damn it! I hated Ben I Stiller's character in that movie. I am not a big Ben Stiller fan at all. Whoa! What do you do with your life? Like, I don't like the meet the parents. No, I don't like them. Meet, I no, I don't like them. them. I like Mystery Men. He was good in Tropic um, Thunder. Don't like, I've not seen it. It's funny. It, um, um, Robert Downey Jr. plays a um, an actor who's method acting. Yeah. To become a, but he, yeah, he blackface he blackfaces himself, and it's it's awkwardly funny. Yeah, yeah, no, it does look quite funny. Jack Black's in it as well. Isn't yeah, it? he's a heroin addict. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I don't know. Ben Stiller annoys me because I don't really like that kind of um, like slapsticky humour. Right. And that, but but I say that. But I really like Adam Sandler films. Old uh, like Billy Madison and yeah, 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 Little yeah, I like Nick. I like Little Nicky. Love that film. Ozzy Osbourne's in it, so you know it's a good movie. Yeah, Henry Winkler. He gets attacked by wasps in it. Yeah, he is good. Reese Evans is in it as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah of course. Oh, that's a fantastic film. That is a good film. But you know, yeah. So Ben Stiller's just kind of the way he is in general. I don't really like his persona, and I think that might be fake. Yeah, which makes me even more annoyed because I think actually I might like Ben Stiller. Do you know who Ben Stiller's dad is? Right, okay, right. I didn't know this, and I might be wrong, but I'm like 98% sure I'm right. So, Ben Stiller's dad is Jerry Stiller, who, has you, have you seen King of Queens? Mm-hmm. You know the old man, the dad? That's Ben Stiller's dad, the, gr- the granddad, her, her dad. Who li- yeah, Jerry Stiller, that's, a, that's his dad. No way. Yeah, that blew my mind when I found that out. That would blow my tiny Yeah, mind. it was crazy, man. But um, Ben Stiller's mum's a famous actor as well, apparently. You know, from like back in the day, like yeah. he was. But yeah, so that's pretty sweet. It's crazy, I love finding out. Yeah. yeah. I like 50 Baby Cobras. Um, 50 Baby Cobras. Yeah, it's just crazy, man. Well, I want to get on to paranormal things again, to be oh. honest with you. And also, that's what I want to say to people. Birmingham Horicon, guys, we're going. Yeah. February. I can't wait. We're hoping to video record the whole thing, aren't we? I know, I know we talked about it a few times, but I want to keep people up to date with what's definitely going on. Um, yeah, so we're going to record it, hopefully. Uh, not all of it, but, you know, just snippets, yeah, and we're going to take some pictures, and yeah, and that'll be pretty sweet. And um, we might have our dawn coming with us. Yeah, we know. That might be happening. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I've not asked it yet, Chad. Oh, right, why don't you pause it and delete it then? No. <laughs> no, that's not I know. Hey Dawn, hey Dawn, do you want to come to Horicon? That is brilliant. This is the best thing about us not editing these tasks, yeah. guys. I'm now going to murder Chad slowly. No, I, I, now he has to ask. That's yeah, what's happening here. So he's going to get home and he's going to have to ring you straight away just so this cast makes sense now yeah. to his mother. That's it. That's but great. yeah, our Dawn's great, so she's allowed to come. Yeah, that's it. It'll be cool though. No, I think definitely like it's going to be good. Like me and you. Hanging out with people, gonna go get to meet some pretty cool people. Aren't we? Tony Moran. Tony Moran. He played half of Michael Myers in the original Halloween. Yeah. It's a little weird 
one. Yeah. Because they really build him as being Tony Moran, who played Michael Myers. And it's like, well, we know that he only played him for a bit of the film. Yeah. Nick Castle played him for the majority, didn't he? Which is crazy. Meeting Caroline Monroe, who was in Sort of High, like we just mentioned. And she was in Christopher Lee's Dracula as well. Yeah. Um, She was in Maniac as well, the original Maniac film. Loads, man. Who else is there? You've got um, uh, the Kincaid from Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Is he the first African-American to survive a horror movie and appear in the sequel? Yeah, the first ever internationally, that, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the boyfriend who gets hung in the cell from the first one, and I can never remember his name. Yeah. Um, then you've got the Begul from the Sinister series. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm looking forward to meeting him. Yeah. And John Campling, who is a Death Eater in Harry Potter. Yeah. Just chuck him, him for good measure. That's it. We all love a bit of Harry Potter. Uh, I've never seen him. <laughs> Which makes Dave very angry. It does. Like, no, I don't care that you've not seen them. It upsets me that you've not even read them. No. really good book series and like as as it progresses like she's writing for the people that she wrote for originally right. and that's what I really like so the group of children that she when you know the age like, like 10 year old 10 year old when she wrote the first book by the end of the series she's writing for them still so like the, the last book in the series is like it's dark it's, right. it's grown up and like there's there's themes all the way through and it's like she's actually J.K. Rowling's actually managed to write on for their age, it's really age-appropriate. Yeah. It's, it's really, really good. good. It is. Okay, great. Well, it must be good. I say it's really good. I've not seen it, but it must be to spawn this many people that like it on so many sequels. So. And all the merchandise, everything. Like, the Harry Potter merchandise thing, that's nearly as good as Kiss's merchandise. They built, they built a replica fucking castle that's that good yeah. for people to visit, so it must be good. You know what I mean? It's crazy. So, yeah, we'll look forward to Birmingham HorrorCon, which we'll definitely be posting everything about it as we're there. We might even do a live feed for all our Facebooks and put it on. That'd be pretty cool. Um, That'd be really cool. And, yeah, we're going to get loads of signed stuff. And I might even, depending on how well this does, I might actually get an extra signed photo from Tony Moran, and we might do it as a giveaway. Yeah, so if if people like that idea, we'll put it up on the shop on our on our, not the shop page because that's the tattoo shop page on our uh, Facebook page, Crypt Keepers Facebook page, and if we get say a hundred likes, I'll do it. Yeah, definitely. We get, so it's it's worth it if you're not going if you don't want to go to Birmingham Horrorcon, but you want to own a signed Tony Moran. He was Michael Myers in the first Halloween. John Carpenter's Halloween. That is people. So yeah, which who doesn't want to own that? So, yeah, so keep an eye out for that, people. So, let's go on to ghosts. 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 <laughs> I don't know. And you nearly had an argument with a customer the other day over yeah, if ghosts are real yeah. or not. Ghosts aren't real. David's like, the fuck they are. <laughs> have you listened to the podcast? Oh, wait, apparently you have, Scott. Apparently you have. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I just think no. <laughs> That's the best. But I've been looking up at places in North Wales that we can visit okay. that are haunted. Apparently, um, Abergelly. No, Anglesey Castle's haunted. Castles are bound to be haunted, right? And there is a house that's available to the public in Flint that's reportedly haunted. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to email both of the people who run those, and I'm just going to. We're just going to go in, yeah. Apparently, and we have a man on the inside. A man on the inside. An old man on the inside. 
<laughs> yeah. So if that, anything comes of that, because apparently there's a hooded, a hooded guest, and I'm not talking about the Turk, he wanders the uh, venue Cymru. And, there is there, there was an old part of it and they built on it basically so the old part apparently old manual says a bit haunted bless him but old manual's a bit of a bitch so he might just be bigger death might be stalking him because of his age so yeah. you don't know <laughs> Yeah. He remembers when the sun wasn't a thing. <laughs> he remembers sundials, that's all. <laughs> he had a, a wrist sundial. Yeah, you know? bless him. No, but Serial, we love you, Dan. Sometimes. Sometimes. No, I love him, 83. I love him when he's not drawing caricaturals. Yeah. That's the time I love him. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, fuck you, Dan. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're looking into doing Nam because we really want to do it, but the thing that deters is people and what Dave said at the beginning is... We do, we do put a lot of fucking time into this. And I know that a lot of people just think, oh, it's just them being silly. But we really enjoy doing it, like, a lot. Enough for us to stay late in a cold shop on October, freezing our asses off, just to talk shit for you. So get involved. Yeah. Messages. Put, post things on a wall. Just anything. If you like the cast, share it with your friends. Think of... Don't, don't just share it with everybody. We understand people don't... We don't you don't want to be spamming people, but if you know people that you think will like the cast, share it with them directly. Yeah, definitely, I agree. Because if you like it that much as well, people, I don't see why you can't come on the show, you know what I mean? Yeah, because, like, like we said at the beginning, Cooper's having a bit of time off soon, so over the next few weeks, there's a spare chair there that we can sort out for people, so if you want you want in, you know where we are. That's it, it'd be great. Will so, be. And if there's anything you want to review, any film... Anything. Anything that you like, say there's a film you really like. And you think, think we'll we should, like. Yeah, get us to review it. Even if we've already see it, seen it, we'll, we'll give you our like our thoughts on these things. Also, if there's any like people that are in bands that are listening, if you want to send us like a couple of songs from an upcoming EP or an album that you've got, we'll review those songs and even play them at the end of each podcast for yeah, you. Definitely. So that's a bit of publicity for you. You can know people get a free listen out of it, and you guys get a bit of feedback on it. So that's also a bonus. Exactly. Yeah. That's you know that's what that's what we're about. Community. Yeah, because we we want to do. We're not in it for the money. We, well, we don't mean we don't want to make money because yeah. that's not us. But we, yeah, it's just... We want people to listen to us. Yeah, we just want people to be happy about our voices. Our beautiful <laughs> yeah, voices. Yeah, Dave's got a better voice than me. He's from Yorkshire. But we will have... We do have T-shirts up for sale, guys. And they're only a tenner because we're not making any money on them because we're nice like that. Yep. So we just get them printed from... Well, the printer we go to who charges us a tenner and we just charge you for what we paid. So if you want an official Crypt Keepers top that Dave hasn't brought yet... Look, I'll get you a black one. I don't want to look like a big fat ghost. That's what <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid of no ghost. Uh, yeah, so if you want a t-shirt, send us a message. Either message me or Dave will message the crypt page. Yeah, man. So yeah. I think that's it for today, guys. It's been a good cast. I've enjoyed seeing Dave. But I've got a certain little ginger child to go home and see. Yeah. So I'm going to go see that guy. The love child of Pat Sharp. Yeah, the love, yeah, me and Pat Sharp. He's got a mullet and he's beautiful, so... So yeah, Just like our Lord and Savior Pat Sharp, Father, the Son, the Holy Pat Sharp. Uh, so yeah, we'll see you all next week when we'll definitely 100% have Jason Splodge on, 
And obviously, I'll be joined by my partner in crime, D Dave. D Dave. And yeah, me, like always. So, yeah, we'll keep you posted of how Cooper's doing in Coney Island Hospital. He's probably on the mend because he's got Herbert West there to reanimate him. Thank you all, and don't forget to share, like, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Why not? Cheers, thank you, bye.